Thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast with host Althea Richardson. Wove Inspiration features women and the men who love them, who use their voice to address issues such as mental health, wellness, abuse, and many other obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factor for guests of Wove Inspiration are the solutions and victorious ending. My special guest today is Miss Glendora Devon. She is a nationally accredited licensed counselor. She's been a counselor since 2007, residing in Georgia. She's also the founder of Divine Systems Georgia, a mental and behavioral health agency since 2010. what I love to do is I I like to have people start from the beginning because there's a reason why people go into the fields that they do so tell me a little bit about yourself and how you came to be a licensed professional counselor well um, I am from Detroit I was born and raised in Detroit Um, I was also um, back and forth in Heidelberg, Mississippi in the summer times, but we were living in Detroit and um, I always been that just type of person that was always trying to help somebody. Um, it was just natural calling. I consider myself just a server. I serve. I am here to serve people. I really do believe that in my heart. And it's so much is that when I graduated from college, I, we had like a graduation party and my husband stood up and he was like, finally, she can be paid for being in people business and stop taking my money. You know, that's his, that was his toast. I'm like, yeah. okay, really? He was like, yeah, really? So, you know, I, I was always that type of person like, oh, how can I help you? Oh, we can fix it. Let's try this. Try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people. I'm in, I'm and I'm the exact same way. I love to help people in any way that I can, um, in in making sure that they are able to f- fulfill their purpose and everything in a more healthier way. Um, and so, with you in the field of mental health, what made you decide to go in that particular field? Actually, when you know when you go to college, you start your undergrad. And um, when I got the courses, um, one of my courses was Psych 101, and I literally fell in love. Um, it was the no second thought of trying to get to that class. I was not letting anything stop me, and it was just from there I started just taking more psychology classes after uh, one after another. And you know, before it was over and it was time for me to um, look at like what I needed to get to graduate you know my advisor was like how did you take all these core classes and you still got electives that you need to get done I was like those weren't fun those wasn't interesting (laughs) I took what I liked he was like okay well now you gotta go do this and then we can get up out of here you know so Mm -hmm. did you always know that that was what you wanted to do as as a kid Mm mm-mm no, I had actually no clue. What I was trying to um, become was a model. I wanted to be a model. Um, I was before Tyra Banks date myself. So yeah, I was America's Next Top Model before Tyra Banks came out with it. <laughs> awesome. And I wanted to be a news reporter. I wanted to, you know, be on Channel 5 News, holding a uh, microphone out there. And, you know, um, that's what I really wanted to do was be a model and um, be a news reporter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Running my, talk- mouth still, running my mouth still, running my mouth. 
but you're helping people though that's the most important thing so with you being in this um, particular field what type of clients do you have in your in your field um the type of clients that i truly love to work with is a client that may be um, experienced depression or anxiety Um, i also tend to favor working with children um, 18 and down that have behavior issues so I do a lot of parenting strategizing with them to help basically correct the behavior. I'm really about leaving a legacy. I really feel like we have to leave a legacy, especially being African-American. Um, I don't feel like we are leaving good legacies um, where, you know, we can see and we can be proud of them right now. You know, so as far as us and our family, you know, that's great what Kamala is doing. It's great what, you know, um, how, you know, all of the things that we get, we have going on as far as political, but I'm like in our own homes, what are we doing, you know? So all the people that did come out and vote, you know, are really discussing why we did that and why we hadn't been doing that. So that part was bothering me, why we wasn't trying to actually have a voice and vote. So that part is what I'm talking about when I said we really wasn't leaving the legacy that we should be proud of right now. And that was my goal and my passion is trying really to try and help the families change the way they are talking and communicating with each other. Um, so we can't actually see the legacy that we're proud of right now, you know, ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, talking about the Black community, I know that one of the issues has been that it's hard for a Black woman or a Black man to want to even decide to go see anybody and, and talking and sharing their information or their problems or anything. Because as I grew up, you, you don't talk about, you know, your it, uh, your problems to anybody. Um, what goes on in the house stays in the house is is the thing. And so what kind of challenges, if any, have you experienced when you're when you're talking to or, or counseling any uh, black women or black men? So, you know, I'm glad you said that because I really want to help us understand that, you know, that's not the way to move forward in your own personal journey of life is to have the type of mentality where, you know, what goes on in your house stays in your house or I don't need to tell nobody or talk to nobody about my problems. I often tell my clients, you know, stop talking to your mama, stop talking to your sister, stop talking to your cousin. Stop talking to your friend that you grew up with because they don't understand what you have inside of you and they cannot help you get to where you're trying to go. You need a stranger, preferably somebody that's been trained to pay attention and help you get there, not pacify you. And so the point of you actually getting to a point and you seeing a therapist, they're at the point where they want to go ahead and talk at that point. So you really don't get um people coming in and they really don't have nothing to say the only time that you may get that is when you have a child because again they're being forced to come in and they're not coming in on their own it might be court ordered or something like that and you know you got to make them understand you know i got to document your behavior you really want me to document this and so but other than that you pretty much get um clients to come in and they actually just want to go ahead and talk but it's the point of understanding that you cannot live in what was told to us in the 60s and 70s -hmm. and the 80s and the 90s about talking to a professional, a counselor, a Mm -hmm. therapist. 
okay yeah. and i want you to understand too if you are talking to a psychiatrist and you literally are getting medication for a behavior issue you are supposed to actually have a therapist too you're not supposed to be just getting medication and taking medication for mental health issues or behavior issues you're literally supposed to have a therapist that you're seeing trying to develop coping skills to deal with why you're taking that medication in the first place mm -hmm. that's what's supposed to be going on so you know that was um very stereotypical for us in our community as far as african americans to say what goes on in our house stays in our house i just don't tell nobody about my stuff i'm just gonna try and deal with it myself oh i told cousin joe i've been talking to aunt mary about it whatever all that all that right there gotta stop because you know, there are they are actually not the ones that's going to help you catapult to your next level mm -hmm. they can't because they still see you at 11 years old they still see you at you know, with the diapers on. They still see when you tripped over the skateboard in the living room. They still see you as that family, that friend, that young person, not who you are actually fighting to become. Mm -hmm. That is good. That is awesome. And, and and on point for real, because a lot of times in, in the Black community, we are only remembered for who we were back then and not who we are today. And it's hard for, for people to differentiate them to two. They, it's like they got stuck in time and, and they don't want to see you advance or be, or even better yourself. You know, I don't know if that is the true nature that they, that they don't want to see you advance or better your, yourselves. I just feel like they really can't help you. They can't, they don't understand how you're going to leave them. You know, because what's actually happening, you're leaving them. You're you're growing, going somewhere that they haven't been before. So they really can't guide you how to do this because they have no knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, and I'll be telling people like, if you really want to advance yourself as an entrepreneur, you have to be around entrepreneurs that's doing it the right way. You know, you can't stay around people that's just hustling. Yeah, you gotta get around. And that's the whole thing about your life. When you're around your family, you can only go so far. That's why a lot of times when you hear about an entrepreneur or somebody that really don't catapult their life to a different level, it's always some stranger that turned around to help them. It wasn't the family member. You hear family members can't work together. Family members can't get along. We can't get this, we can't agree. But it was that stranger that turned around and that you listened to that actually helped you get to where you're trying to go. Because mm -hmm. again, it's not that the family don't want you to get there. They just don't have the direction themselves. You know, we've been living on generational curses, African-American family back and back, back and yeah. back. And a generational curses is we don't understand how to do finances. We don't understand how to self-express verbally with our, our, our feelings. You know, we don't understand how to literally have a conversation with a certain communication. It's a, it takes a lot. That, that's some good word. Talk to me about your telemental health services that you offer. So um, prior to COVID-19, I had a brick and mortar and for the past 10 years, 11 years, I don't have it. And um, in March, you know, I had to stop going to the office because of COVID-19 um, last year. And I have been certified 
um, board certified in telemental health, which is actually providing counseling services online since 2014. Okay. So when COVID hit, all the therapists predominantly just went to, you know, we got to do this virtual. And so what I decided to do was just go ahead and step out on faith and say, let me be what I really needed when I was started off, when I was trying to learn how to do the business myself. Let me be that for somebody. Let me be that for who want to listen, um, who want who want the help, because I know I needed help and I was searching for somebody to please help me and I could not find anyone. So let me, you know, be that and not Actually, I had always asked God, if you get me to a uh, point where I can be that person, let me be that person because this hurt and I don't like it. And then that's what I was feeling when I was going through it. Um, basically, it was lonely. And again, when you come in from an African-American home like mine that was broken and the family, the, the parents didn't really uh, pour into you related to education and finances and you know how to be self-sustaining you didn't get that so I you know had to learn on my own and that's why I was so um, hurtful and lonely so now I, what I do is try and teach other clinicians, mental health clinicians on how to have a successful private practice or a group practice using telemental health as a modality. So whether you're using your cell phone or using text messages, emails, or you're doing video chat, whatever you're using that's uh, technology assisted media, I'm trying to help you basically have a successful practice and not just be out here doing it for yourself, you know, just fending for yourself because, um, in school, they really taught us how to be clinicians, mm -hmm. but they did not teach us how to be entrepreneurs. That's and good. It's a whole yeah. nother hat. Yeah. It's a whole nother way you have to think and be. And that's that's the part that I'm talking about was lonely because I'm like and and hurtful because I'm like I don't have no one. And I'm searching. I'm looking, and I'm not coming. I'm coming up short. So I don't want if I can help somebody. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. I like that. And so with your um, your telehealth practices, are you more now that we're still dealing with this pandemic? Are you more um, just telephone or do you do Zoom as well? So I use um, VC, which is a medical um, software okay. platform. Okay. So, um, yeah. And so I'm able to do the telephone too, because Georgia does allow that. But I pretty much use VC, so I do the video live stream, just like um, if you if it was Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, but I use that one, and yeah, I'm also a cancer survivor, so I have had a double mastectomy, oh, and okay. um, I think February is going to be eight year, eight year surviving, and then um, I also reverse my diabetes. So okay. that being said. I just don't want to be in nobody's face like that, you know? Wow. Um, so that's another reason why um, I shut my brick and mortar down back in August, because I realized uh, this COVID is really here and they don't really know yeah. what, what they doing about it. So ain't no need to continue to pay for some space that I'm not going to be there. Yeah. So, yeah and so it I seems more that. economical to yeah, me. You just, <laughs> yeah, I just like, you know, why? I don't want to be, we're not going back. Um, right yeah so they can figure out what they're really doing and where it came from and all of that yeah yeah that's that's to be yeah. continued of course yeah. so let's see who's walking around blowing in the air <laughs> yeah and you also are the author of leaving legacies breaking the disconnect 
between parents and millennials. Tell me about that book. So that book is like really about the passion of really trying to make sure that we are communicating effectively with our children to the point where they are listening back to us. So I really wanted to have some other way to have the parent be able to do techniques that will bring the family together when we are not together in session. And um, after Trayvon Martin, after he passed, I would just like, you know, I really would like for our kids to talk more openly and and comfortably to our to their parents. I for some reason just felt like, you know, I really wish he would have just called his dad instead of just walking away from George Zimmerman. I really wish he would just stop right there and just say, hey, I'm right here at the store. I don't like the way this dude looking at me, come get me or stay on the phone with me or whatever. I just feel like, you know, um I I just didn't want him to be alone or take that where he felt like he was comfortable enough to be alone mm-hmm. and he was feeling threatened at the same time. So I was like, what else can I do to truly try and make these parents be able to talk to their children? So it's really full of behavior techniques for parents where they can actually like implement and bring their family closer together. That's really what it is. It's even in there like a family meeting, like what's really a family meeting? Who is really supposed to be in this meeting? I even went that far trying to explain like you know seriously understand i don't care if you're living with your grandmama that ain't part of this family she's extended and i need her to if you gotta go into the bathroom and just close the door with just y'all in there to leave her out go into the bathroom somebody get in the tub who, who cares keep your damn clothes on just go into the bathroom and have a meeting <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And talk about where y'all going, where, where, what's headed, how long y'all gonna be living with her, what's the plan? You see, what what y'all doing separate? That is truly the the you know the unification of one. Yeah, yeah. And and it's the the key problem, the key thing is communication, communication, communication. Yeah. And that and I, I think, think that's talking enough. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. So before I end this, I would love for people to find out how they can get in contact with you to obtain your services. Also, one question I wanted to ask with your telehealth, you are licensed in the state of Georgia. Are you also licensed in in any other states? Yes, I'm okay. also licensed in the state of Michigan. I told you I was born and raised in Detroit. So yes, I'm also um, licensed in um, Michigan as well. Okay, good, good, good. And so tell the audience, where can they get in contact with you to buy your book as well as to um, obtain your services as well? Okay, um, you can find me at DS Georgia. So D and David, S is Sam, the word Georgia spelled out. And that's the website. You can see everything on there. Get in contact with me. If you are a mental health clinician and you would like to build, scale, and grow in telemental health, then please contact me. And you can find me on Facebook at um, Facebook Groups Online Private Practice. So that is for mental health clinicians only. So, and that seriously is about building, scaling, and growing in telemental health. Awesome. 
Glendora, it has been a blessing and an honor to have you on Wove Inspiration. Thank you so much for sharing so much insight and wisdom about how important it is for us as Black people to leave a legacy. So thank you so much for sharing your information today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly an honor. You guys, this is Althea. You're listening to Wove Inspiration. You guys have an awesome day. Take care and God bless. Thank you once again for tuning into Wove Inspiration Podcast. If you or someone you know is interested in using their voice to share their story on Wove Inspiration, contact us at www.woveinspiration.com. You can also listen to past podcast shows on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you listen to podcasts.